What's the true cost of that cheap item that you bought on the high street last week? You may be surprised to hear that you would have been better off investing in something that's made in the UK. That's what I'm going to be covering today. You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills and I'm on a one-woman mission to save UK manufacturing. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be sharing the stories behind some of the best British-made brands and UK manufacturers and offering you advice and tips on making in the UK. So let's get on with today's show. Welcome to episode 130 of the Make It British podcast. Now, if you're a regular listener of this podcast, you've probably heard mention quite a few times from both myself and many of our fantastic guests that I've had on here about that little phrase, if you buy cheap, you buy twice. And that is certainly something that I very much believe in. And I'm sure if you're a listener to this podcast, you may do as well. So today I'm going to go into a bit more detail on that and with a bit of a mathematical proof of how it's better value to buy something that is made in the UK. Now, please, just because you've heard the word maths, don't switch off now because I promise you this is going to be worth it. So before I go into that and the actual nitty gritty of the maths from all of this, when we talk about the cost of clothing in particular, The price of clothing these days has significantly gone down to what it was, say, 50, 60 years ago. So I did a bit of research on this. And did you know, if you bought a suit in 1960 from Burton's, who are a high street brand, back in 1960, you paid only £24 for that suit. Now, that might not sound much, but we then worked out what that would be in today's money. And that actually works out at £563.50 in today's money, which is a week's wages to the average person. And how many people these days would actually spend a week's wages on a suit or a coat or any item of clothing? I mean, the problem is people have got used to buying much cheaper clothing. Now, why are clothes cheaper now? Well, for a start... As I'm sure you know, so many clothes now, something like 97% of the clothes we buy in the UK are actually made overseas in low-cost labour countries. And yes, that has allowed the price of the clothing to go down, and it has been going down for quite a while, but now I think we're going to start seeing those prices go back up again. But it's not just the cheaper labour cost that is making clothing cheaper than it was before. There's actually a lot of corners cut in many cases to get those products to stores at that that much cheaper price these days. And people have got used to paying that. So that's what they expect. The fact that garments are now mass produced a lot more than they used to be. So a lot of items that you buy in the stores are actually made in the thousands in these factories overseas. So companies can get the price down a lot by buying huge quantities. So you're not buying something that original if you're buying something you're buying on the high street because it's been made in such huge quantity. 
But not only that, there's a significant difference in the quality of the fabrics. I mean, this is certainly from what I've noticed, and I'm sure you've probably noticed it too. You only have to look go to a vintage store and pick up a vintage item, maybe a vintage coat, to compare it to an item that you buy today from the high street and the difference in weight of the fabric. I mean, I own quite a lot of vintage Marks and Spencers, and those of you old enough to remember that Marks and Spencers clothing all used to have a St. Michael label in it back in the day. And I've got quite a few St. Michael items of clothing. And if you look at the difference, or if you feel the difference in the fabric, it's considerably heavier in back in the day than it is now. And that's because people have got used to, to having thinner and lighter weight and cheaper fabrics on their clothing, but that fabric does not last as long. And also, quite often these days, take for instance a coat. That, that suit or a suit, that suit from Burton, is probably 100% wool. So it's all natural fibres. These days, things like polyester get added to that fabric, which makes it much cheaper, but it actually is not so good for the environment either. And it tends to peel and not last as long. The fabric can go shiny. So there's a significant difference in the quality of the fabrics, which is such a terrible shame. And also, one of the tricks that factories use to make clothing cheaper is actually to adjust things like the stitch length. So in, in order they can zoom through making these products, they'll do things like they'll make the stitch length longer. They will probably not spend so long sewing buttons on that may be automated and not hand done and not properly finished and tied off properly. So buttons end up dropping off. You have difference in the way that seams are constructed. So a seam that maybe that is a French seam on a blouse, which takes twice as long to do than a standard overlock seam that you get these days, it won't be as strong these days. So you do find, I mean, I'm sure you've noticed it. If you go to a charity shop and you find an older item compared to a newer one, just look next time you're there at the difference. Have a little pull of the seams and you'll see the difference in the way things are constructed these days. And I'm talking about mass produced clothing that you'll buy on the high street. Now, this doesn't mean that all clothing made overseas is of bad quality or has low quality fabrics. But in general, in order for the prices to be that low, there have been quality corners that have been cut. So this is what I want to cover today is how it's actually much better value for you to buy something that is made to a much better standard and a much better quality and from much better fabrics. Now, the other thing that's happened because the price of clothing is much cheaper today than it used to be back 50, 60 years ago, people buy more because they think, oh, well, that coat's only cost me 50 quid. I'm going to buy several of them. And actually, you know what? If I don't bother wearing it, then I'll just send it to the charity shop or chuck it in the bin. Or it doesn't matter if I only wear it a few times because it only cost me 50 pounds. And in order to find out a little bit more about this, I decided to do a straw poll on my Instagram story. So this isn't a huge big survey, but we did get 150 something responses to this. And we asked people, how much would you spend on a coat? And bear in mind, this is the Make It British audience. So they're going to be, if they're reading and listening to my, my podcast and reading my Instagram posts, then they probably are more likely to be buying something made in the UK. So I'm not saying that this is the general public. However, 
when we asked people how much they would spend on a coat and how many times they wear on average their coat and how many they ca- coats they had, it wasn't really surprising that the less people paid, the more coats that they owned and the less times they wore each coat. So only 13% of people that we surveyed said they would spend more than £250 on a coat. Now, you might think that sounds quite a lot, but I'm going to tell you why that is that could actually be better to spend more than £250 on a coat. So only 13% of people said they would spend more than £250 on a coat and only 3% said they would spend more than £500 on a coat. And only 13% said that they would own a coat for more than 10 years. Now, I don't know about you, but I have got several coats in my wardrobe that I've had for way over 10 years and that I wear every single winter because also because I love them. And actually, I don't want to ever give them up. And they're they're the sorts of things I I treasure and I want to wear again and again. And The other thing that we found from our survey, that was 17% of people owned more than 10 coats that they were spending less than £50 on. Shame on you. But I'm sure that's not you listening to this podcast. I'm hoping that you're in the £250 plus bracket. And if you're not, then maybe you will be by the time through I've gone through the maths on this. So... We used as an example, um, one of our members, Elizabeth Martin, she makes beautiful coats. She uses Harris tweed fabric, 100% wool, and her coats are £525, which actually I consider to be a total bargain for a Harris tweed coat that's made in Scotland and which you would hope to own for 10 years plus. Now, I remember we interviewed Ruth Masson from Harris tweed. I interviewed her on podcast number Uh, 113. And I remember Ruth saying that they had discovered a Harris tweed coat that was really old. It was like 200 years old or something. Go back to the podcast and and have a listen because I haven't got the actual data, but it was it was very old, this coat. The lining had totally disintegrated, but the Harris tweed fabric that was the outer for this coat was still going strong because it was made to last. I mean, if you've ever felt a Harris tweed fabric, it's really thick and heavy. I mean, it's made for people that are living in the highlands of Scotland that need to be kept really warm. So we're talking a really good quality fabric. Anyway, I digressed a little bit. Elizabeth Martin makes these coats. They're £525. So we ran some maths on it. Okay, so I'm assuming that if you bought one of these coats from Elizabeth, you would wear it all winter, every year for 10 years. Now, if you did that, and maybe it would be your only coat, maybe you'd have two or three. But, you know, remember back in the 1960s when people were buying that Burton suit for £24, they probably only had one suit and they probably only had one coat. I remember my mum saying to me that she, I mean, she had coats that she still owned that she'd had when she was in her 20s that she'd bought in the 50s which that was her only coat at the time. You know, it was a big investment for someone. So say you've got your Elizabeth Martin coat or any other coat that you've paid more than £500 for that's made from a good quality material and you wear it every year, every all through the winter for 10 years, that would work out at just 29 pence per wear. 
Now, if you compare that to your high street coat that you've paid 50 quid for, it's made from some poly wool mix that's gone really bobbly as soon as you've bought it. It might be that season's kind of trend because the Elizabeth Martin one is, is a pretty timeless style. And I'll put a picture of it in the show notes. So say you've bought this fashionable coat off the high street. It's a poly wool mix. You're only going to wear it one winter. You've got five other coats that you're wearing. So you're actually only going to wear this one particular coat 43 times. And at the end of that year, it's out of fashion. It's gone all bobbly. Doesn't look great. You throw it away or you give it to a charity shop. That actually works out at £1.15 per wear. So it's cost you more than four times as much to wear that cheap coat. Now, how would you feel in that coat compared to the Harris Tweed coat that you had invested over £500 in, but that made you look and feel a million dollars? And actually, this calculation works for anything, not just clothing. And we've created a cost per use or a cost per wear calculator that I'm going to link to in the show notes for this podcast so you can try it out for yourself. So pick a favourite item from your, your belongings. It might be a pair of shoes from Northampton that you've paid £350 for from Cheenies or somewhere, which you can get resold. And work out the cost of if you wore those shoes every winter for 10 years versus a pair that you'd bought in office or something on the high street that you only paid 50 quid for. You'll be really surprised at how much better value it actually is. Or maybe you won't, because I'm hoping that because you listen to this podcast and you've been listening to what a lot of our podcast guests have said over the last 129 episodes, you understand more about how buying a, an item of good quality and investing in that item. And it does also work for things like furniture and beds, washing machines. I've actually just invested in an EVAC washing machine myself because my old one packed up and it was actually a Bosch. It was made in Germany because it was one that I got from my mum before she died. And so it had actually lasted 15 years, that original Bosch made in Germany washing machine. But the Bosch machines, a lot of them these days aren't made in Germany. And EBAC, a few years ago, started making washing machines in the UK. So I thought I'm going to buy one of those made in the UK washing machines now. Yes, it cost me £700. Uh, of course, I went for the top of the range one, but I'm hoping that washing machine is going to really last. And actually, when you read about everything that goes into that washing machine that makes it different to ones that are cheaply put together, I think it's. I think it will. I hope so. Hopefully, I'll be doing a podcast about that washing machine in 15 years time, if I'm still doing this podcast, telling you about how much it cost me per use to wash my clothes in that machine. So, so let's see. So I'm going to put a link to the cost per wear calculator for this podcast. I'd love to hear what you have to say about this. Do the calculations and then feedback. Either drop me a message through email and you can email me at kate at makeitbritish.co.uk. Send me a DM on Instagram or how about writing me a little review in iTunes. That would be really appreciated. So thank you very much for listening to this short episode today. I'll be back again next Tuesday. And if you haven't yet had a chance, make sure you listen to the bonus episode 
that we did last week, which was from our live panel discussion all about how can we future-proof the UK textile industry. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Make It British podcast. I make an episode every Tuesday, plus there's bonus episodes occasionally. So make sure you subscribe in your favourite podcast app. And if you're looking to find British-made brands or UK manufacturers, check out the directory on the Make It British website at makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash directory. Thank you for listening. Bye bye.